Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. 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 The Lord, thank you for this day, the opportunity to come together to share our story, uh, share how you've affected our lives in a positive way. Uh, but most importantly, pray for those uh, in the wake of Hurricane Ida in New Orleans and the Baton Rouge area. Give them peace and comfort, strengthen them during this recovery period. Uh, increase their faith and trust in you that all will be well. Uh, give them courage, uh, but most importantly, to be your sons and daughters in Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen to Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. My co-host today is no stranger to the show, Mr. David Gary. Oh, he is gosh. the golf pro at the Wetlands. He's uh, my man, a good <laughs> Cajun Catholic. Welcome to the show, David. Great. Good to be here. Thanks again. All right. David brought us a great guest today. Uh, today's guest is Mr. Tracy Johnson. He is the facilities manager at Sacred Heart in St. Cecilia in Broussard. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Tracy. Well, I've, uh, I'm living in Lafayette. Um, originally from a little town called Luling, Louisiana, outside New Orleans. Came here in the early 80s to go to USL. Uh, to play baseball there nice and uh, that was a blessing no doubt in my life and great opportunity to to not just uh, make some great friends but you know kind of see the world a little bit especially in the southern parts of the united states and just uh, enjoy the game and have lifelong friends from that but you know looking back um, god works in mysterious ways as we know and he prepares us for the future and uh just what I learned through sports, of the competitiveness, the commitment, the teamwork, um, the drive to, to improve, to be better, uh, that carried over into my faith life and has helped me on that journey. And so, you know, it's kind of led me to where I am here today. Nice. Uh, you know, I th- when I think of Luling, I think of the Luling Bridge, right? You know, <laughs> that's my, my thought of Luling. But where did you go to school there? Where, where in Luling? Went to Hanville High School. All right. Uh, graduated in 81 there. And uh, that bridge was nothing, right? It was, matter of fact, they just started it when I left to come to USL in 81. Nice. All right, David, jump in here. Well, let's see. Uh, Tracy, when, when did you and I first meet? I, I knew kind of before Lafayette, you know. Uh, we were going back to, to the Covington days. Right, right, right. Well, my career, I was in healthcare and pharmaceuticals for uh, – 25 years yeah. and I had to transfer from Lafayette area in 2002 to Covington that's where our, our office was and moved into the the subdivision where you were the pro there Chifuncta. Yeah. and then my boys uh, went to St. Paul uh, St. Peter Elementary St. Paul High School got in the golf team and you know just kind of met through, right, that, right. through that experience that was probably mm-hmm. uh, really three 2003 Four time frame, right? I guess just before you moved. Right. To I know it's not much of a question, Todd, but I. <laughs> oh no, that's a great question. <laughs> but you know, it was just sort of, uh, you know, our relationship, how where we first met, and and it's just the, the irony of it all, you know, that his boys now are grown up, and actually, um, I, I kind of gave them golf lessons when they were kids there at Chifuncta Country Club way back when I was the head pro, as Tracy said, back there. And that's where I first uh, got to know Tracy and his family. And um, what's the irony of it all is that when I made it back here to, to Lafayette, and so did they eventually, and his oldest son came to work for me at the pro shop here at the Wetlands. How about that? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
a pretty amazing story. Good, so, good people. You know, I guess being the facilities manager at at at, at a, a beautiful Catholic church, Father Mike was our first guest on Cajun Catholics, and we're very good friends. And I know you're in God's country over there for sure. Um, but what led you to that moment? Like, tell me about your prayer life. Uh, do you feel like at some point that you had a conversion? How did you get? How did you and the Lord get close? Well, absolutely, had a uh, conversion moment, right? As the saying goes. <clears throat> Being a cradle Catholic, uh, altar server, you know, for probably six, seven years as a young boy growing up at St. Anthony Church in Luling there. And then, uh, you know, through high school, college years, uh, I hate to say a pretty nominal Catholic, um, and was kind of going through the motions for the most part. And then probably my early 30s, I was laying there in bed one evening, and for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit put a thought in my head that being a good person is not enough. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm like, wow, what, why did I think that? Well, by all accounts, I was a good person, like most of us are, right? Uh, I, I didn't do a lot of things. You could put, you can end that sentence however you like, mm-hmm. but the didn't do is not the doing. And uh, I started saying, you know, I don't know what I believe. I mean, as a Catholic, you believe what the church tells you. And uh, but the sacraments, the Eucharist, uh, real all things that are what we are as Catholics, uh, as Christians, I really didn't know the whys of that. And I said, I gotta know. I've gotta know the truth, and uh, not just believe what someone says. I want to know what Christ said, what the Church has taught, the historical truth, the biblical truth. And I did not know those things. So, man, I started reading and. Uh, matter of fact, Father Mario Romero's book, Unabridged Christianity, was one of the first books I've read. Unbelievable book. And I've probably read it four or five times since then, given, you know, many, many away. Uh, and a book titled uh, Fundamentalism versus Catholicism by Carl Keating was another book. And man, I, that started me on a journey of, I, I, at first, it was, it's, uh, it's a love story. That's the way I kind of came to the thought process of salvation history. And uh, how I guess I viewed that is an unbelievable story, right? We've all seen uh, the Ten Commandments with, uh, you know, the old Ten Commandments. With, yeah, with Charles, Charles, Charles Heston. Heston, right? And and it's like the greatest story ever told. That's kind of how they, the punchline for the movie. No, that's not the greatest story ever told. Uh, <laughs> Christianity is, and really what Christ did for us, all He did for us, and what He calls us to be, and who He calls us to be, and what to do, and. It just continues to unfold. No matter how much you learn, there's always more to know, to understand, to internalize, uh, but to be. It's the be part that's the challenge. You seem um, really deep in your faith and, and very well read and, and into the Word, but I'll ask you this question. Um, of the Trinity, <clears throat> out of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, who do you feel you're closest to and who do you feel that you're furthest from out of the three? Ever uh, thought about that? Well, I'll say God the Father. Uh, the closest to in the Holy Spirit, the farthest from, not distance-wise, right. but in understanding. Just where does the Holy Spirit fit? I mean, He, he enables us, right? Everything comes through the Holy Spirit. And, and of course, Christ is our Redeemer, our, our Savior. Uh, it, it's just that the constant conversation and prayer in, internally, uh, verbally, uh, you know, to, to all three, trying to develop that relationship and just be the, the man that God created me to be. 
how, how does the Holy Spirit manifest himself to you? Like through, through, for me, it's like I see doves every day. I, I, I see my number, like my number is 16. So like <clears throat> anytime I see that number, and I know you played baseball, I was curious what your number was, but how does the Holy Spirit reveal himself to you today? I, I think in uh, intuition or in insights into situations, uh, seeing deeper than what's on the surface, just uh, context, um, as in relational to how either I relate to an individual or how situations relate to an individual, how God's speaking to them, uh, what he's maybe trying to tell them or maybe how they could learn from an experience uh, to grow closer to God. Not not a right or wrong situation, but just how God may be working in their life to, to further their journey, you know, with Christ. Go ahead, David. Mm-hmm. I'll let you jump in. Yeah. Um, you know, that's exactly right. I, uh, Tracy, I know, you know, we do meet on our little men's group on Wednesday mornings. It's funny, we had a little bit of that conversation this morning, as a matter of fact. Uh, let me ask you, Trace, how, you know, from transitioning from the your job you remember when you were sales in sales and whatnot moving into what you're doing now how how did that come about i mean um i guess you know and i guess you might have answered that a little bit earlier but you know what what um what inspired you to sort of move more towards towards god and towards what you're doing now and kind of leaving let's just say the you know the old life behind (laughs) Well, the, the catalyst was that original moment yeah. when, when the Holy Spirit said, hey, is, is more than being a good person. And it, it, the, the emphasis changed from achieving goals. Mm-hmm. You talked about sales um, or even sports, right? You're achieving m- markers or measurements that you work towards to being a better individual. And not being defined by your job or by your or what you do, but of who you are. And I was lacking in the who I am right. department, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, by integrating what it meant to be a Catholic Christian sacraments, you know, following the commandments, it, there was no longer separation between what I did in my work and the behaviors that I was called to exhibit in those aspects right. so it came to training sales reps mentoring them leading you know conversations of weaving as much as i could with my understanding at that time god's purpose and all that because uh, we were called to be better mm. right we we're called to be men of god of what that meant for me at the time i was trying to communicate that mm-hmm. and you know god's good the holy spirit was was giving me the words i may not have been asking for them but uh but he did, right? You know, because he's he plays a long game, right? <laughs> and so he plans ahead. He I gives like us that. he gives us what we need. Uh, we may think we need something different, but he knows what we need. Right. And it's that docility to the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. just be patient, uh, to work, to be everyday persistent. Uh, and I used to, you know, teach our sales reps again to be successful. You need to be persistently consistent in the right behaviors. Right. Same goes for our prayer life, our faith life. I think. So tell me <clears throat> about in Luling, uh, the faith, the people. How is it different in Broussard uh, compared to Luling? What's that like? Well, you know, I left there in 81, so I can only speak yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only speak to the prior time. I'll say that the influences of, honestly, you know, the, the 60s, the 70s, uh, it was pretty, it wasn't as rich as it is today. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Uh, the formation was not as good. Um, so it, it what it is today, I can't speak to. Yeah. I just know back then, it was a lot of surface uh, faith. You know, people still endured. They still went to mass and, you know, tried to live a good life. That definition I had prior to that. Um, what but, about influences in your family? Uh, who, who was the rock in your family that led you to faith? My mom. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, my mother was from Thibodeau. My dad from a little town north of Alexandria. And he was Baptist. Uh, my dad, my mom was Catholic. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. She would tell me that the only way she agreed to marry him, apart from loving him, of course, was that the children would be raised in the Catholic faith. Nice. And uh, he, he didn't object to that. And I'll give him credit because he brought us to Mass. He would drop us off and pick us up occasionally. He never hindered our faith. He never got in the way, tried to dissuade us from, you know, in, in, in our RCIA and, uh, you know, just catechism classes and whatnot like that. So it was, uh, she was, in that aspect, definitely the, the leader of the house. Nice. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Mr. Tracy Johnson. He is the facilities manager at Sacred Heart and St. Cecilia and Broussard and a good, strong Cajun Catholic for our community and a soldier for Christ. And it's an honor to have him on the show today. And uh, Mr. David Gary, um, this guy is full of faith. I mean, he and I, our paths crossed uh, several years back, and our daughters are going to be living together real soon, I understand. That's right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You need extra prayers. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to pray for your children. So, uh, okay, so tell us a little bit about your family, your immediate family, and and how uh, their faith is, and and, and, uh, how y'all do you pray as a family, or or what's your prayer life look like? Uh, Well, I have three children. Uh, two sons and a, and a daughter. Oldest son's, I'm going to get my ages, probably makes up being trouble here. But oh, I, I do that all the time. Yeah, he's born 89, so do the math. I'm not good, I'm not good with math. So 31, 32. He's got three children, uh, fourth on the way. All right. And, uh, yeah, they're blessed with that. And, of course, like all young families, I mean, you, you, you know, you struggle with time management and just all that goes with that. And my, my daughter's, uh, one daughter has a son. She's married, lives in, in Broussard there. And my youngest son, uh, he's uh, actually an occupational a physical therapist here in Karenko area. My oldest son's an occupational therapist. My daughter's a physician assistant. So they all went into healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on their own accord. I didn't lead them in that direction. The youngest son has a uh, has a son, uh, first grade. So they're all first grade, uh, you know, younger. You got a lot of grandkids, and this guy looks young. I'm telling you, he don't look old enough to have all those grandkids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Father Shambo here, confession after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nice. you know, faith life. Uh, we've we've tried to do right. Uh, I'll say it in that that way. Uh, we're all involved with mass, and when we lived in Covington, uh, my wife and I were youth group. You know, involved in life in the in the teenage. You know, the high school, junior high. Mm-hmm. We were always there. Uh, life night and so forth. Uh, life team wasn't there, but we did. Uh, you know, the the, the group with the, with our, our boys and two boys and my daughter. So we were involved with that. Tell to, me about uh, where you and your wife met. Is she from? Where is she from? She's from Lafayette. Okay. Uh, we, All we, right. We, God's country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We met at USL. Nice. Uh, you know my. Uh, again, my dates here. I'm, I'm not good with dates. My uh, sophomore end of sophomore year, mm-hmm. beginning of junior year, and uh, she got me through college. I'll say she taught me how to study. <laughs> uh, I, if I had to admit, I was there for for sports, right? Right. Uh, but at some point, you realize that's not going to work out. So you know, I get really serious about studies. So 
Uh, yeah, been uh, just celebrated our thirty fifth wedding wow, anniversary, congratulations. August sixteenth. You know, yeah. and so there's yeah. my sixteen. I knew it was coming. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, what was your number in baseball? Twenty seven. All right. Yeah. All right, David. Yeah. So, uh, Trey, who was the coach at the time? You. you was it was it Ron? Well, uh, Mel Didier. Mel Didier. Mel Didier. Mel, uh, uh, yeah, was my first year, mm-hmm. and then uh, he was there part of the second year. He got he got uh, took over the athletic directorship as well. Right. And then Brad Kelly, who was the pitching coach when I first got there, he took over as head coach. Okay. Uh, for and again the years because I've had three coaches in that time, and then uh, Shell Gene Shell came in my last year. I told yeah. So I had really three coaches, three right. coaches in four years. And then you pl- you that. played with uh, with Robichaux was on the team. Yeah, Tony, Tony. Uh, yeah, he was a right-handed uh, pitcher. I was a left-handed. I was a short reliever. Okay. And uh, Tony and I roomed together for a few years. Yeah, good good memories with Robe there. Tell me a story, you know, from baseball. Uh, I don't know. There's a fine line between superstition and and uh, faith, I guess. You know, and I love baseball. <laughs> played a lot of softball back in the day. Uh, and it, like for me, like always park in the same spot if we're winning, mm. you know, you always wear the same socks and all. But were you superstitious? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'd put my leggings on the same way every every time. First leg, right leg first, you know, every time. And sometimes I wouldn't wash them if I had a good <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's great. Yeah. And I think that's okay, right? I mean, uh, that incorporates <laughs> into our faith. Uh, t- t- what's your thoughts about that? Well, I think we're creatures of habit, yeah. and if what works, if it works, you, you stick with it till it doesn't, and then you know, find something else to kind of cling on to. Uh, but you know, as far as the faith aspect of it, that at that time, that wasn't on the picture. Not in the, not in yeah. the game. That, that wasn't on the picture. <laughs> like so you know? many of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. I get that. So, okay, I like to ask this question, and, and you're well read. It sounds like um, what, what have you picked up in the last few weeks in some of your reading or in your spiritual life that God's talking to you and telling you or some some nugget that you could pass along to us now we're we're, we're not academically advanced we, we keep, let's put this on an easy level for people to understand but uh, yeah well i'm not academically advanced believe me, believe me. Uh, i know enough to be dangerous um i've i've been read i pray the divine office in the morning and at night and uh, you know you, you seem to always glean something from that and uh well this morning as, as an example um we tell us what that is because i I'm, I'm a dummy what is the divine office uh it's it's the, the prayer of the church uh priests pray the divine office it's uh you know different reading reading of the day you have old testament reading you have a new testament reading okay um just the psalms so it's it's prayer you get to reflect on uh, prayer intentions you have uh you know daily offerings like prayer intentions kind of like my daily bread or magnificat or it's, uh, it's magnificent. Would be close. Yeah. Uh, I'm not familiar. With it. I know the daily bread, but I've never really yeah. prayed that. Okay. All uh, right. Really, you get into the word, reflecting. Um, it's it's uh, certainly scripture every day. Yeah. With that, it's an opportunity to uh, just think about really what's coming up for the day for you, and it's always uh, a scriptural passage. Okay. You know. Uh, but this morning, our prayer group with uh, with David, we're doing a Gospel of John and talking about the seven. Uh, the first books, how John was split into two parts, and the first book was seven signs. And one of the signs was uh, the healing of the blind man. 
And, and of all the seven signs that Christ performed, there was a request of some sort by, from an individual to him for a healing and whatnot. But in one, this one case of the blind man, he healed him without the blind man asking to be healed. Alan Hunt, host of the show, yes. uh, he said, you know, God did that, and Christ did that because he could. <laughs> I like that answer. You know, and you start thinking about that, man, how many times has he done something for me that I didn't ask for mm-hmm. because he loved me? It was for my edification or for my increase in faith or just to show me that he's there. I think we miss a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So many of those little nuggets, if you will, that he blesses us with that we just take for granted. We don't see. And if we're looking, if we're aware, it's all the time. Yeah. I, I just came back from Manresa, and we are taping this right after the hills of Ida. And, you know, talk about supernatural. I was there for the first time 16 years ago during Katrina. That's my weekend, the last weekend in August. And we got booted out, you know, like we didn't even know there was a hurricane and boom you know they said you got to go home same thing happened this weekend they sent us home but you know i love john and uh, there's a there's a study book called stephen ray the study bible mm-hmm. of god john i don't know if y'all you guys have got come across that it's fantastic yeah. uh but um i yeah that's 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 good stuff right there mm-hmm. i I, uh, I love that i love that um and so you know i want to say uh, we um there are seven things in the book of John. I'll share this with y'all. I'm not going to be really trivia, but this is a good one. You know, and this I came across this. I want to share this with y'all. So it's a, it, I am the blank. And there are seven things that Jesus said in John that he is. And so I, we'll go around the table. I'm not putting y'all on the spot. We're gonna. This isn't trivia, but I want to share this with the audience. So if you if you think of any that come to mind, what did he say? He said, I am the, give me anything. Way. Okay. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's one. Yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll give you another one. You, I am the bread. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I am the vine, and you are the branches. That's three. Uh, I am the resurrection and the life. Right. Okay. That's four. I'm probably going to mess this up right here. Uh, um, and then he said, "I am the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the door." Actually, I, I think it's "I am the door." And the, the there's two more, and I'm going to forget one of them. But I am the good shepherd. And, the, and there's a seventh. I'm going to text these to you guys. But I was fast. my father-in-law asked me this in Destin on vacation, and I did okay. I, yeah. I missed a few of them, but it's a good, good research. But you can Google that, and it gives you actually all the verses and all. It's really yeah. cool. So anyway, um, so what now? So tell us a little bit about your job. I mean, um, that must be awesome to work for the church and the school, but uh, do you get to attend Mass daily, or what, what, what's, what's involved? Uh, in I do, but before I do that, I want to – Yeah make a comment about you you're remembering those seven things right i think we get uh we get hung up i do and i, I feel that the uh society of the or the, the christian community and i'll speak specifically uh, outside the catholic community saying that you have to know scripture yeah and we do we look to uh to be ignorant of, of scriptures be ignorant, ignorant of christ but to to know it's one thing to know the words of Scripture. It's one thing to be able to re- repeat a, pa- a passage. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other thing to, to live it and to understand what Amen. it me- and understand what it means. It's okay to forget passages, but it's not okay to not exemplify what those passages mean 
and you know, and live those. So anyway, no, I love it. That's good that. stuff, you know. And we get um, challenged often, right, as Catholics. Like you don't know your Bible, right? I mean, uh, a lot of the non-Catholics that are uh, Christian that 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 come with some heavy verses at you. Yeah, and, hey, oh, yeah. well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and honestly, I, I I try to read. I try to understand. But to say the chapter and verse, I, yeah. I, I can't say I do. I'm not sure that's important. It's not, but uh, but I've been challenged by a close friend to learn scripture, you know, and who had some non-denom. He's Catholic, but but um, and I've tried, you know, and tried to do a little better. I always, when I do the readings in church, I always make it a point to go look and see what what is, you know, the the verse and the chapter. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, trying to do yeah. better on that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, so Tracy, tell us. Um, so what what's um, what in what do you want your legacy to be? Um, and we're, we're, we like to say I'm 55 years old, and I had um, uh, some people on the show recently that are as old as me, and they said, oh, we're in the fourth <laughs> quarter of our lives, and I'm going, that's depressing. Uh, but I guess we kind of are. And um, so have you thought much about that? Uh, legacy. What is yeah. that? Uh, the, the man that I worked for really was a father figure for me, uh, Sam Camp great individual from Covington Baptist actually um, taught me a lot about life uh, tons about sales and all that and you know legacy and I look at all the people like Sam uh, you know them you know these people they build a life they help people they they build companies right in 20 30 years they're not remembered mm-hmm. you know nothing against them I'm, I'm not saying that I'm just saying that what what is a legacy? Um, I don't strive for that. That's unimportant to me. Uh, I think the people that are in my life personally, my wife, my children, coworkers, Dave, you guys, how, what part can I play to make a difference for you today? Mm-hmm. Legacies, yeah. let God worry about that. Don't get wrapped up in I, that. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. care about that. Yeah, I heard it said <clears throat> like this. It's like, um, you know, uh, your job at work, your occupation, anyone can do that job, literally. I mean, right? But your job as a parent and as a friend, as a, as a spouse, only you can do that job. Yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. You can yeah, do. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right, David. We've got just a couple of minutes left on the show, so uh, give him a stumper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I tell you, I, I'm just uh, very appreciative to be here today with the two of you guys, and uh, and uh, and I thank y'all for sharing Jesus with me and and, and everyone else. I, I know y'all do in, in your everyday lives, and uh, and that's all I'm trying to do. Um, and you're uh, doing a good job. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, let's see, Tracy. I, you know, what's the future hold? You think, man? Uh, First of all, let me ask you this. We do meet in our little men's group on Wednesday mornings. What's the, what do you think the future holds for us in that men's group on Wednesday morning? <laughs> That's a stumper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, you mentioned that, yeah. that, that God wants more from us. Right? Yeah. You, By the way, Tracy kind of le- he kind of leads the group. Yeah. You know, he does, and uh, he does a fantastic job. And, you know, we, we look forward to these Wednesday mornings. Uh, we meet at 530, and for one hour and and it's really I can't tell you it's it's so it's rejuvenating for me I gotta say and uh, I look very forward to it just yeah. a little bit of time but tell us what is that more what do you hope to impart to the group yeah certainly that God loves us and we know that right what is what does that look like and he takes care of us um, every day I think we're challenged to become better even though we never arrive in our faith life 
think we never arrive in anything mm-hmm. we do. It's, it's that journey to walk that journey. Expectation kind of gets us in trouble sometimes. You know, we, yeah. if we have an expectation of the way things should go, they rarely go that way. Mm-hmm. So giving into that, uh, you know, being docile to the Holy Spirit, Spirit and uh, just, Lord, you will this day. That's you know, I'm going to try to be faithful, and uh, if it doesn't work out the way, you know, I'm, I'm working towards. I'm going this direction. Yeah. Right, Lord, where are you calling me to? I'm going this way. If, if this is not where I'm supposed to go, you let me know. If not, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. You know? Well, I can say these guys are soldiers for Christ, and we're a blessing to have them here in Acadiana. Thank you all for what you do, and thank you for being great Cajun Catholics. And uh, I love you guys. I'll be praying for you. Yeah. Love you too, thank bro. you so much. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, you've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Uh, we always uh, challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless.